0: In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and what will he do? He will direct our paths. And of course, that's prefaced by trusting in the Lord with all your heart and not leaning to your own understanding. So, several words there trust, lean not, acknowledge, and then he will direct. Amen? So, Father, today we ask you for your presence upon your word today as it is spoken. We thank you that it's already there. I thank you, Father, for anointing me to minister the words of grace to these precious people. And, Lord, we honor you today. We give you all of the glory, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. Amen. I want to look at Proverbs, uh, the 20th chapter, or Proverbs chapter 20 today. And notice with me in verse 27, Proverbs 20 and verse 27. It says here that the spirit of man, the spirit of man, man, not so much talking about the Holy Spirit as it is the human spirit. So you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a physical body. And we understand that feelings are the voice of the body. Has your body spoken to you recently? Like maybe this morning? I don't want to get up. Well, you're going to get up anyway. That's your spirit. All right? So feelings are the voice of the body. And then uh, reason, we could say, is the voice of the mind. Reason and logic. But conscience is the voice, if you will, of your spirit. And so tending to your conscience and tending to your spirit is a very, very important principle found in God's Word. But in Proverbs 20:27 20, it says, The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of what? Of the belly. Now remember, Jesus said that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Your belly is your innermost being. Or your belly, we could say, is your spirit man. So the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The NIV says it this way. The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord. Still another translation says the lantern of the Lord is the spirit of man. Now, if this was uh, in modern day vernacular, it may read this. The spirit of man is the light bulb of the Lord. The light bulb of the Lord. What it simply means is this, is God enlightens us, he guides us through our spirits. Now I'm going to quote my spiritual father here for a couple of moments. He said this, the reason that we as spirit-filled believers continually miss it and make mistakes and fail is because our spirits, which should guide us, have been kept locked away in prison, so to speak. Knowledge or intellect has taken the throne, or in other words, has taken the place of your spirit man being in charge. Christians do a lot of things because their body ruled instead of being spirit ruled by the Holy Spirit. He went on to say, any person who shuts his spirit away and never listens to it, because the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, becomes crippled in life and becomes an easy prey to selfish and designing people. So we do not want to allow our spirit man to become crippled by just not ever paying attention to him. There is a lot that the Lord is continuously saying to our hearts. But for some reason, we're not always picking up on it. And that's what Jesus warned us about. That you could have eyes to see and ears to hear and yet see nothing and yet hear nothing. And thereby becoming dull in our lives. Overriding our spirit. Overriding our the things that God has put in our heart will cause us to fall way short of all that the Lord has for us. And I can see right away right now that I'm being led in a direction that I want to talk to you about just for a moment. Say it with me. The spirit of man. Spirit of man. It is the candle. It's the candle of the Lord. Now, just listen to a couple of these things that uh, the Apostle Paul talked about his spirit. He said, and herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience, or my heart, void to offense toward God and toward man. Paul is saying is this, I'm keeping my spirit right toward him, but I'm also keeping my spirit right toward man. One translation says this, so I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. The NAS says this In view of this, I also do my best. Everyone say, I'm doing my best. Doing my best. Do, my best. do my best to do what? To always maintain a blameless conscience before God and before men. Is it important? That we don't allow our lives to become cluttered with offense. Or to become cluttered with unchecked sin in our life. And not ever turning to the Lord and saying, Lord, I judge myself of that. Or turning to your brother or sister and say, you know, what I said to you was right, but how I said it to you was wrong. You know, you can say things that are right, but with a wrong spirit. And if you don't allow the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from that, that'll pile up in your spiritual life and it will hinder you from hearing from Him. I believe this, that every one of us should be crystal clear so that we can hear. It is the will of God for you and I to be crystal clear down here. With nothing of bitterness, with nothing of anger, with nothing of the flesh hindering us. Everyone say I'm being clear. I'm being clear. To, hear. to hear. Crystal clear. Now, I'm going to read one more verse uh, to you and that is from Hebrews 13:18 in the amplified. He says, keep praying for us, for we are convinced that we have a good, clear conscience, that we want to walk uprightly and live a noble life, acting honorable and completely honest in all things. Wow. And so then, just like you are the custodian of your physical body, in that it is a requirement from the Word of God to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, so are we to nurture our spirit man through the Word of God and keep these little nickel and dime things out of our lives so that we can be in a great position to hear from Him every day of our lives. Oh, I want to hear Oh, I desire to stay clear. Amen. Let's get some air flowing around in the room, guys. It's a little duddy in here, air-wise. I'm going to take a drink. The thirsty. Let him come unto me and drink. Amen. So, what am I saying to you? I'm saying this to you that it is very important to always strive to keep your heart clear. Always keep your heart clear. You know the Bible says him that knoweth to do good and doesn't do it to him it is sin. Now I'm going to get into the main crux of the message but I want to say this to you when your conscience bothers you, don't push that down. Don't push that down. If you spoke a harsh word to someone and it's bothering you, take care of it. And as you take care of it, quickly, you will stay sensitive and tender before God. But, if you let certain things go, and you leave it unchecked. You can get so developed. And so calloused in your spirit. That you can just say full sentences of hurtful things to other people. And not bother you at all. It's true. And you just walk from that place. Just as dull as you've ever been. You see, the spirit of the Lord... Wants our conscience to be clear. Amen. And so the spirit of man, it's the candle of the Lord. How many of you know, uh, how many of you guys work outside or work construction before? You'll notice that when you work hard and you work with your hands a lot with major equipment, you're constantly lifting things or working on things, what happens is your hands get what? They get calloused. And after a period of time, You can't even feel it because the calluses are so thick and so deep. Well, that may be all right physically, but it's not a good thing spiritually. Your spirit man can become seared. Your inner man can become seared like as with a hot iron to where things don't bother you anymore. I don't know about you, but I know about me. I can't afford that in my life. I cannot afford my spirit to become calloused because every day when I hear from him. And you know what? That's pretty good preaching right there. Now, let's get back to what we are talking about. To be led by him requires on my part and on your part three things. Respect, recognition, and response. Respect, recognition, and response. Let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about respect. Respect. Reverencing and respecting the Holy Spirit. Never referred to him as an it. Well, did you get it? Do you mean, did I get him? Did I receive him? Yes, I did. But just like I would never call Jesus an it, I would never call the father of my good old buddy or an it. Never refer to the Holy Spirit as an it. He is a divine personality. He is the third person of the Godhead. He is worthy of our respect. He is worthy of our reverence. The Bible talks about communion with Him and the grace of God being released in our lives when we commune with Him. Now, it takes faith to respect someone you've never seen before. I'm talking about with your physical eyes. We know that he is here, and we know that he is here because he said he is. And we also can sense his presence in us, but also upon us. But it takes faith to respect someone you haven't seen before, reverencing him. Now, listen to this the fear of the Lord, reverencing him. His things and His Spirit, the fear of the Lord, is the beginning of wisdom. Say that with me, the fear of the Lord. Lord. It It is the beginning of wisdom. Just to get in the door, to have His wisdom functioning and operating in our lives, there is the requirement of fearing the Lord. And it's not a fear that causes you to back away or back down with your knees knocking. But it's a reverence for Him. It's an honoring Him. It's a loving Him. Say it with me. The fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. It is the beginning, is the beginning. Of, wisdom. of wisdom. What would life be like if we reverenced Him and respect Him every day of our life? How sweet it would be to call upon him and to immediately know the ways of wisdom. To immediately know where we should go. What we should say. I'm preaching to that full crowd right over there. (laughs) Amen? Amen. The wisdom of God. Where is it? It's on the inside of you. And this wisdom that will also direct you and lead you and guide you and enable you to make right decisions. I don't want to make any more wrong decisions. How about you? I've made plenty of them. But Jesus has come. And given us the Spirit. And he says, It's expedient for you that I go away. He came so that we could have a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, a standby on the inside of us so we could always get it right. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting it right. By the grace of God. God. Develop respect for him and then recognize him recognize him and then respond to him everyone say respond Respond. Dan Hagen wrote a book called how to train the human spirit and he shared basically four principles that would help us to develop our human spirit educationally we go to college and we develop our minds we go to high school and we develop our minds many go to the gym and they develop their bodies some are more developed than others But nonetheless, there is an effort then on people's part to develop their mind, to stay sharp, and to develop their physical bodies. But I think sometimes we developed our minds and our bodies at the expense of our spirits. And our spirit man has been kept shut away. So he basically shared four main principles that will help us to develop our spirit man. Number one, I believe, is put the Word of God first place. Amen? Amen. Make the Word of God your final authority. Number two or number three is make sure you're acting upon the Word of God. And then right down there at the end, last but not least, he said this, Instantly obey the voice of your spirit. Instantly obey. That's responding. How do we respond to him? Quickly and quietly. Quickly, because the sooner we respond to him, the more manifestations of him we're going to have in our lives. Quietly, because we don't want to moan and groan and complain as we're obeying him. The Bible says if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. But this fourth one, and I forgot one, is instantly obey the voice of your spirit. The other one is meditation in the word instantly obey what this is saying is instantly obey what you have on the inside instantly obey the signals sent from the spirit of god to your human spirit and so as we instantly obey here's what happens things start moving in our direction how many of you remember the day that jesus turned the water into wine Amen? Wouldn't you have loved to be there to see that water just all of a sudden turn into not just wine, but the best wine? They drank that wine after the miracle happened. It says, Why do you save the best for the last? I'll tell you why because the Master's hand was upon that. Amen? Now, Jesus struggled with it a little bit, and his mother said, You know, basically, you're going to do this. And then, you know, being a good Jewish boy, a good Jewish son, obedient to mama, she turned around and said to them, now, whatever he says to you, think about it a while. No, thank God, whatever he says to you, whatever he says to you, do what? Do it. Whatever he puts in your heart. Do it. People sit in churches like this across the nation. Not necessarily just this church, but it happens in this church. People sit in churches like this and know in their heart that they should be doing something and serving somewhere in the church. They've had it in their heart for months, sometimes years, but are still entertaining the thought. A thought... And leading that is entertained and not acted upon is disobedience. That came right from heaven. But oh, come on somebody. When you boldly act on whatever he says, miracle power is in manifestation. When you boldly act on what he says... So why is not more happening in the lives of many people? Well, one reason is folks aren't hearing. And we already talked about a reason why they're not hearing is their conscience is too clouded up. Another reason why they're not seeing more in happening in their lives is basically they're just not willing and they're just not obedient. But thank God that's not you, right? Right? I said, that's not you. And that ain't me. Amen. If you obey me, he said, and serve me, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Glory to God. Amen. Do you want to prosper in this life? And I'm not just necessarily talking about having money in the bank and blessed to be a blessing. But do you really want to prosper in your life? I mean, do you want a healed body, a strong body, a strong mind? Your kids serving God? Hey! Position yourself through obedience to His Word and obedience to His Spirit. And it will go well with you. Now that lines up with the Bible. Boy, we're just getting all over the place today. You really, really must be pulling this morning. Wow. That's a feather in your cap. Because the Spirit of the Lord is able to say to you some things that He wouldn't be able to say had you just been sitting there chewing bubble gum waiting to go to Sizzler. That lines up with the Bible. He said over there in Ephesians 6, he said, children, obey who? Obey your parents in the Lord that it may go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Amen. So the principle is this. A natural child obeying his parents under the lordship of Christ. In obedience to them, it'll be well with them and they'll live long. Same principle is true true for spiritual children. Our heavenly father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, has some things in his word and some things he'll say to us by his spirit for us to obey. As we obey them, it'll go well with us. Come on. And we'll be able to live long on the earth. That's the will of God for you. Amen. All right. And so, respond to Him. Respond to the Spirit of grace. Now, look at Romans chapter 8, if you would. Well, we're through a half page of notes. But that's all right. In Romans 8... In verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let's read that twice together. Ready, read. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the... One more time. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now let's drop down to verse 16 and let's read this just a moment let's take a look at it verse 16 the spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God now I like to say it this way the spirit himself the spirit himself speaking of the Holy Spirit beareth witness with our spirit speaking of your human spirit how many of you know there's someone living inside you beside you amen You got someone on the inside along with your spirit man bearing witness with your spirit that you are a child of God now let me define for you the word witness because we want to identify this witness if this is in fact the number one way that God leads us in the New Testament by this inward witness I want to know what the witness is I want to be able to identify that witness so that I'm not shooting around in the dark in my life just you know making decisions out of my head the word witness means to testify jointly to testify jointly it means to cooperate by concurrent evidence it is a legal term You'll hear this and see this. We want to call this witness to the stand. Right? A witness is someone that knows something. A witness is someone that can affirm something that they have seen, that they have heard, or something they know by some other means. Amen? so you and I first of all we're witnesses is that right Jesus is called the faithful witness and the Holy Ghost is a witness in that he witnesses with our spirit we could say that he is a joint witness to our spirit Or that he is a co witness. Say it with me, I got someone on the inside of me besides me. No, you're already familiar with this witness, are you not? Do you remember when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I can remember well the night in March. Of nineteen hundred and seventy-five when I walked down the altar walked down the aisle came to the altar and opened up my heart to receive Jesus I'm talking about not a religious Jesus not a ritualistic Jesus I'm talking about a Jesus who bore my sin can you remember the day you received him something happened man something happened You became a new creation. Old things were passed away. And all things have become new. so, man, you just perhaps woke up the next day and you started thinking, oh, how wonderful this is. You just knew in your heart that you were saved. You may have got up and said, thank God I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. And the Spirit of God on the inside of you rises up and affirms, you sure are, boy. You sure are, daughter. You sure are, son. That's that joint witness. That's that witnessing with. He speaks to us through our spirit. Now, if He can let us know... That we are a child of God by that inward witness. He can sure enough let us know some other things. I didn't get a big enough amen on that. (laughs) He's a co-witness. Now Pastor Tom here is on the front row. Reverend George is over on the front row. Pastor Tom stands up and says, you know what? I've just got something in my heart. And then he says what it is. And Brother George stands up and says, Yeah, I've got the same thing. That's two of them the initial witness and then the co witness. What Romans 8 16 is talking about when it says, The Spirit Himself beareth witness with our Spirit, is saying this Your Spirit has a witness. And the Holy Ghost will bear witness with you. Amen? So I want to encourage you, when you're circling the city, if you will, and and you're seeking God about some direction. And we need direction in our lives. Amen? Look for that additional witness. It's not so much a voice as it is an affirmation. It's not really an audible thing. It's a thing that you know, that you know, that you know on the inside. I mean, perhaps you know you'll be you'll be praying about something and and uh, you'll be seeking the Lord about something and and you know in your heart you say yeah yeah that's it that 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 that's, that seems right that seems right you know where your seamer is don't you your seamer is in your spirit. We don't have time this morning, but we could look at scripture after scripture after scripture where it says it seemed good to us and to the Holy Ghost. That's right, that's right. Your seamer is in your heart yeah, yeah. and you'd be praying and you say, Lord, it just that just that just seems right. And then the Holy Ghost says, you're right. That's right. Go with it. Go with it. That's that co-witness to where you just know it. And so I want to encourage you to wait and to look and to check up on the inside for the knowing. And how many of you know it takes patience sometimes? And it takes turning certain things off. Come on. Yeah. You know there's many voices out there. That's right. There's the voice of cable TV. Wow. There's the voice of the Golden State wires. There's the voice of the Oakland A's, the San Francisco Giants, and all those things are right in their proper place. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not standing up here condemning anybody. But I tell you, when the rubber meets the road, you got to be able to hear from heaven. And in order to hear from heaven on these decisions of our lives, it requires us letting those distractions go so that we can get into the spirit and get into the flow. Now, here's what's hindered me more than once. And perhaps it's hindered you more than once. It's a hindrance. And it's a hindrance that should be removed out of our lives. The Lord's dealt with me on it. Maybe he'll deal with you on it. And I'll say it in one word, deadlines. Deadlines. Where decisions have got to be made. And they've got to be made yesterday. Yesterday. And so if I'm not on top spiritually and I'm not sensing a real keenness in my walk with God at the time sometimes what I've done because I'm tired I'll just go ahead and say now I guess I guess we'll just do that is guessing being led by the spirit no is being deadline led spirit led Is being head led, spirit led. No, No, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So he says, well, Pastor Mark, what if I don't have it? If you don't have it, you don't have it. Amen? You know, if one of these young men came up to me after service and said, Pastor, can you give me a hundred dollar bill? Well, I can't. Why? Because I don't have it. Now, if I had it, I might, might. (laughs) If I had the unction to do it, right? See, we have no business in doing something that we don't have. I I just don't have it. You know, recently, a a good friend of mine kind of wanted us to open up the church to a a nationally known ministry, good minister. And uh, in the natural realm, it looked good and all that stuff, but on the inside, I just didn't have it. I didn't have it. And so, you've got to learn to say no to people that are close to you. Because sometimes people that are close to you will try to persuade you to do some things that are not wrong, but they're just things you don't have in your heart. I don't have it. Now, what if you go ahead and do something you don't have? You're heading for trouble. Yeah, that's right. If you do things that you don't have and give a green light to someone to do it, the potential for heading for trouble is increased by this much. Preaching. Because <laughs> your decisions do not always and only affect you. Your decisions can affect you, you, you. It can affect your wife, your children, any number of people. So we don't want to be fearful to make the wrong decision. I'm not saying that. We don't want to get so pseudo-spiritual that we're afraid that we're going to miss it. I just got news for you. You're going to miss it. Yeah. But learn from missing it. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And so. Go with what you know. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Go with what you know. Don't go with what you don't know. Somebody says, how am I going to know? God gave you a knower. God gave you a seamer. Yeah, that's right. God gave you not only a spirit man created in his image and his likeness, but he gave you the Holy Spirit. Amen. Woo! I mean, you and him, there ain't no room for anything else. Amen. Amen. One person said it like this. If it's not quite, <laughs> if it's not quite what? It's not right. And if it's not right, we don't have any business doing it. Amen. Say with me, I'm learning. And I'm growing. In the things of the Holy Spirit. So here's what I'm saying is this. Is practice patience until you get the witness. Or... Practice patience until you sense the presence. Until you sense the presence. And you will sense His presence if you live in His presence. You will sense His presence if in every situation in your life you just lift it to Him. I'm practicing that in my life. I'm learning to do that. Instead of sitting around and talking about it and rehearsing it and having a potential to say things you shouldn't say, in my spirit. There's just these words. May there be a lifting. Yes, yes. Lord, I lift that person to you. Lord, I lift that situation to you. And in lifting them, and in lifting him, and in lifting those situations to me, saith the Lord, I'll lift you up out of confusion. I'll lift you up out of those things that would try to hold you down and hold you back there will be a freedom there will be a liberty and your soul shall be free and you shall walk in the spirit and you'll make the right decisions because you know it'll always be me hallelujah let's raise our hands and thank him right now hallelujah let there be a lifting today lord we lift him up we lift up all situations you said be careful for nothing But on everything by prayer and supplication. Oh, thank God, let your request be made known unto God. If you know somebody you need to pray for and you've been carrying the care of it, just lift them up before the Lord. Lift them up. Lift her up. Lift your employment situation up. Lift your medical diagnosis up. Lift it up. Say, You're my healer. You're my sanctifier. You're my Lord. You're head of the church. And so develop patience until, until you get the witness. And you know what? This just simplifies everything. Look at Proverbs chapter 14. Or chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. Notice this with me. And this isn't on the scriptures I gave you upstairs, but... Notice with me in Proverbs chapter four 18, God's got a path for every one of us. He's got a path for you. And he puts us on that path the moment we're born again. Amen. Your path is bright. My path is bright. Hallelujah. My path is bright. Your path is bright, Thelma. It's getting brighter and brighter every day. Glory to God. Your path is bright. The future is bright. Not only for you and your husband, but for your children. Good days, wonderful days. Great days are ahead. Wonderful things in store. Hallelujah. As you walk with me, you'll enter into the glory door and into the presence door. And my spirit shall saturate you and cause you to know great and glorious peace. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Say me too. Me, me too. That's me too. Yeah, that's me, me too. too. You bet. That's me. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Amen. Well, I know it's early, but I can I shout? Yeah. Woo! Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Shout unto God with a voice of victory. So as you do some of these things, as you act on these words, the Bible says in Proverbs 4.18 that the path of the just, that's you, that's me, it is as the shining light and it shines more and more under the perfect day. Now what this is saying is this, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Now did you know that in God's paths there is no death? there's no death in his path look at proverbs chapter 12 and verse 28 look at that in the amplified version we got a few more moments proverbs chapter 12 and notice in verse 28 we'll look at the amplified now notice this it says life is in the way of righteousness. We could say, because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, there's no death in my way anymore. Only life is in my way. Moral and spiritual restitute in every area and relation. And in its pathway, in the pathway of the righteous, what is there? There is no death. In the path of those in right standing with God, there is no fear. But immortality, perpetual, eternal life. Glory. Amen? Yeah. Can you handle just a little bit more? Yeah. I got a little bit more for you. <laughs> Turn to Psalm 65. Notice with me in verse 11. I, I'm just getting happy. That's all there is to it. Amen. Happy in the house. You're getting, you come by to get a happy meal, right? Yeah. Amen. The prize in the inside of your happy meal is life. Yeah. To the full in abundance till it overflows you know Cracker Jacks has got those little prizes in them right those things are perishable but thank God God's prizes are imperishable they can't be decayed they can't be removed glory to God in your way is life Psalm 65 now we use this verse of scripture a lot of times at the end of the year and the beginning of the year but this is applicable to every day of our lives all year long well thank God what's he done he's crowned our year with bounty and goodness and the tracks of your chariot wills drip with fatness now that's a little blind to us but basically it's saying that this that the path of the righteous those in right standing with God there's no death but also it drips with fatness the word fatness there means abundance excess sounds like El Shaddai to me Sounds like more than enough to me. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. He leads us in the paths of righteousness. Stand to your feet right now. And let's make a confession based on what we've heard this morning. Confession seals what we've heard. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Believe what is about to be said in your heart. And believe in your words. And so shall it be. Unto you according to your faith. Amen. Amen. Say it with me. He's leading me, He's leading me. in the right paths. The right path. My path, right path. As, I'm you, as I'm obedient to you is getting brighter and brighter. Brighter and brighter. Brighter, and brighter. brighter and brighter. Better and better, better, and better. Until, the until the perfect day. There's only life in my way. There is no death. No fear here. But abundance. For all of God's paths drip with fatness. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us into abundance and excess. Your word is a lamp to my feet. And your word is a light to my path. By your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. For in thee is the fountain of life. And in thy light I see light. Precious Holy Spirit, lead me. Guide me. Help me. Counsel me. I'll be obedient to wait on the witness. I purpose in my heart that I'll only go with what I know. If something's not quite, it's just not right for me. Thank you, Lord. I'm being led by your presence, by your love. by your goodness. goodness. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.